Thanks for choosing to listen to an East Brainerd Church of Christ message. What you're going to find on this recording is that the first minute and 28 seconds or so are a little distorted. We apologize for that. But after that first minute and 28 seconds, things pick up as normal. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoy Chris's message from this past Sunday. we have been focusing on our discipleship. We began back in January talking about the walk. The walk that each individual Christian has as they follow after their Savior. Walking in the footsteps of Jesus. That's what we've been trying to do. That's what we've been trying to understand at a deeper level. And so this grand event is just going to be part of this because here's the deal. When you're a disciple and you are walking after your teacher, The goal is not to learn what your teacher already knows. The goal is not to learn more about your teacher. The ultimate goal of a disciple is to actually be like the teacher. That's the goal. That's the whole idea when it comes to discipleship. Not that you'll gain more knowledge necessarily, not that you'll know all of these great truths, but that you will actually be transformed and that you will become like the one that you follow. And so that's what we're trying to do here as a church. That's what we're trying to do as a church family. We are trying to become more and more like the Savior that we follow. And I hope that so far during this year you have been challenged in your walk with God. I hope that you have been challenged in the way that you are living out your discipleship. And I hope that you can see the changes that are taking place in your life. Here's what I need you to do. Open up in your Bibles, go to the New Testament, almost to the very end, and I want you to find the second letter that the Apostle Peter wrote. It's right after the first letter that the Apostle Peter wrote. Now, if you don't know where the first letter is, just start turning, get to Revelation, and go backwards just a little bit, all right? You'll find it. Second Peter, and we're going to be camping out here in the first chapter for the next few weeks together. Because Peter is going to write to Christians, and he's going to... He's going to tell them something that they need to be a part of in order that they can experience this grand event. 
We'll talk more as we go along. Look here, 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. Now, here's the cool thing when you read that. If you came in here today and you were wondering, do I really have what it takes? Do I have what it takes to be a disciple? Do I really have what it takes to follow in the footsteps of Jesus? Do I have what it takes to be like the one that I follow? Peter's answer to you is yes. Because you already have everything you need in order to live a godly life. Now, for some of you, that might be a surprise. You might say, wait a minute, I don't think I've got that. I don't think I've got everything that I need in order to live a godly life. Because if that's the case, I just don't feel very godly. I don't see myself looking more and more like my Savior. But Peter says, here's the truth. Through God's divine power, you have already been given everything that you need in order to live a godly life. He says, through the knowledge of the one who called us, referring to Jesus Christ. And what he's about to do then is as he's writing, he's about to show exactly why it is that you already, that I already have exactly what it is that we need. Our problem though sometimes is that we expect discipleship to be something that is passive instead of active. And that's what we're going to learn as we go through this study together, that discipleship is, is just the opposite. It is something that is very active. It is not passive in the way that we live our life, in the way that we follow after Jesus. He says, listen, you've been given everything you need for life and for godliness. So jump down now to verse 5. He says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. And he's about to go through this laundry list of things that he wants you to add to your faith. Now, here's the cool thing here. Discipleship is active, not passive. God has given us everything we need for a godly life. But he expects for those who are disciples to be actively involved in the transformation process. He expects us to be part of the whole process where he is transforming us into the image of Jesus Christ. So he says, you've got everything that you need, and now because of that, I want you to make every effort to add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, and, and, and on he goes. Now, let me kind of show you what I'm talking about here. I was trying to think, what's the best way to describe how, how we should respond, how we should respond to this? Because when you read through that and it says, make every effort, that's, that's, an, that's an energy that has to be a part of your life. Make every effort. There's something active that's going on there. There's something that, that has to be done by you. You can't just sit in the pew. It's not just something that's going to happen through osmosis. There's something that you have to be involved in. You're the one that's making the effort because you have just found out that you have everything you need to be like the one that you follow. And you should be going, yes, I've got what I need. I have everything I need to live the godly life that God has called me to live. And yet so many times we just kind of sit and wait and go, boy, I wish I could become more godly. I wish I could be more righteous. I, I wish I could be more Christ-minded. I, I wish I could be more spiritually focused. Will Sessions, are you still in here? Where's Will? Will Sessions, are you in here? Will Sessions. Will Sessions. Will is not in here. Well, since Will is not in here, let me ask this question. I need 
a third, fourth, or fifth grader who loves ice cream to raise their hand? Is there a third, fourth, or fifth grader in here that, um, that really, loves, really loves ice cream? Anybody? Now, some of you aren't third, fourth, and fifth graders, I can tell. I mean, some of these hands, some of these hands that are going up are way too hairy. I mean, that just, um, just doesn't work. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Hey, you start talking about ice cream and look what happens here. Come on up here, Will. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Awesome. Come here so I don't feel so tall. Come here. Awesome. Hey, let me tell you. Um, I have heard that you love ice cream. Is that right? Yes. All right. Good. Because I just asked if there were any other third, fourth, and fifth graders that loved ice cream. And we had all these different little hands going up. We even had some big hands going up. People pretending they were third, fourth, and fifth graders. Now, because you love ice cream, I got I, I, What if I told you? What if I told you that right over... You stay right there. What if I told you that right over here, I have everything you need for an ice cream sundae? What would you say? You would say what? Say it louder. Yummy. Yummy. That's what you would say. Well, now here's the deal. I've got everything that you need right there. That's what I just told you, right? I have everything that you need for an ice cream sundae. Now, if you want that ice cream sundae, what do you have to do? Make it. Make it? Wow, what a smart guy. All right, here we go. All right, now here's what I need for you to do. All right? I need for you, here, take, take this. Grab some of those things. Bring them up here. Okay? Grab some of that. Here we go. Awesome. See, for some reason, we've decided that discipleship means that we're baptized and then some kind of lightning bolt comes down from the sky and strikes us and, and all of a sudden we, we're just instantly transformed and our language is totally different and priorities have changed. And, and when that perhaps doesn't happen, we sit around wondering, well, well why not? And, and why is God not doing his job? But here's the thing that Peter wants us to understand. Discipleship is, is active. When you are told, listen, you have everything you need for life and for godliness, now make every effort to add to your faith. That means you go, yummy. All right, what do I do? All right, well, here's what you do. All right, you come over here. All right. And you just dig in here, buddy. All right, here you go. Now, you got everything you need? Here you go. Got that? Think you're good? All right. You just start working on that. Now, he acts like he's done that before. Can you tell? I mean, looks like he's done that before. Now, don't forget, all, don't forget the sprinkles. Good job. Good job. What else we got over there? We got M&Ms. We've got uh, chocolate pieces. We've got cherries. We've got syrup. Don't forget the whipped cream, buddy. We've got to get some of this on here. Let's see. Except I can't get it off. There we go. All right. All right. You ready? You don't like whipped cream? Really? All right. All right. That's good. I'll take, um, I'll take care of it. It's fine. Now, 
Discipleship is active, not passive. So when you find out that you've got everything you need for a godly life, when you find out that, you know what, there are Sundays available, well, you step up to the plate and all of a sudden you start piling it on, right? That's what we do with Sundays. Why do we take a different approach with our spiritual life? Good question. Let's see what you're looking like over here, buddy. Oh, man, you've got the chocolate syrup. You want, hey, we've got some caramel. You want caramel? No, you've got it just the way you like it, right? You took all these and put it on there? You're happy with that? All right. How many people are jealous of Will here? If you're jealous of Will, raise your hand. Man, hey, Will, you've got all these friends sitting out here now. I mean, if you want to go and sit beside them, hey, that's really rude of us to, uh, to do that. Hey, we got any other third, fourth, or fifth graders that like Sundays? Any other third, fourth, if you're a third, fourth, or fifth grader, you like a Sunday, come on down and get you a Sunday. Come here, come on, come on, make your Sunday. Come on. Now, here's why. Discipleship is communal. It is not solitary. When you read through this passage, come on, guys, yeah, look. You didn't know you had so many, did you? All right. Go ahead. Here, let me move my, my Bible out of here. Take turns, take turns. There's some for everybody. Hey, when you read through this passage, and it says that you are to make every effort to add to your faith, the wording that's used there, it, it's, it's a plural. It, it's not just that one person is to be doing this. This is something that is to be happening in community. It's something that's to be happening all together. That's why when the Hebrews writer would write to the church, he would say, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as some are in the habit of doing. Instead, he says, you come together and you look for ways to encourage one another to love and good deeds. Why? Because you've been given everything you need for life and godliness. So go and add and make and create. Can't reach this? There we go. All right. Take that. How is it, guys? Looking pretty good? All right. Don't worry. You've got plenty of time. Enjoy. Now, while they're doing that, I want to tell you what we're... What we, try to, what we try to do here at East Brainerd in order to, to help this communal idea here, we want you to grow in your discipleship. We want you to grow in your discipleship, and so because of that, we encourage you to come and to, to be a part of our worship opportunities. And we encourage you to come and to be a part of our Bible classes that are going to meet here in just a few minutes. And we also want to encourage you to be a part of something that we call East Brainerd Groups. Now, East Brainerd Groups is something that we have already had here within our congregation, but maybe you just didn't realize it. We get together in many different forms as a church body. Sometimes we get together in, in small groups, and you've heard that terminology before, right? And sometimes we get together in medium-sized groups, and sometimes we have large group settings. But what we want to make sure happens is that we are together and that together we are growing in our discipleship, and that we are maturing with one another. This is what we want our spiritual life to look like. We want all of you together around the trough, so to speak, as we are enjoying life together and learning what it means to follow after Jesus. So, in your glory, praise, and honor today, there was an insert that listed many different groups that we have here at East Brainerd. And they're different types because just like our church body, our groups are very unique and our groups are very 
diverse. And you can see here, we have activity groups, and uh, some of you are already a part of that, and you go hiking, and you go running with other members here of the congregation. You're inviting other people to come and, and be a part of that. And we have our connect groups. Those are, those are more like what we normally think of as our small groups. If you've been in a church before that has had small groups, our connect groups are kind of arranged in that fashion. Oftentimes these meet in homes, sometimes they meet here at our facility. And it's an opportunity for you to get together to study God's Word and also to be able to spend time getting to know other members of the church body. Service groups are also a part of our East Brainerd family. Study groups are also something that we offer. These happen, hey, we got more ice cream coming? Remember what the passage says? His divine power has given us what? Everything we need for life and for godliness. And you think it's going to run out sometimes, right? Uh-uh. It is always, always going to be here. We have activity groups, connect groups, service groups, study groups, like our ladies' Bible classes, like a Romeo group that meets on Wednesday mornings to study together. We also have support groups here at East Brainerd. Many different types because, again, of the different interests and needs that we have here at our church. And what we want to know is, how would you benefit? What group could help you in your discipleship? And so we would like for you to select a preference. Maybe you're already participating in a group. Maybe you have participated in one of our groups in the past. Maybe you are participating in one group and you want to participate in the other. You can participate in as many groups as you want to. But we want you to be a part of one or more of our groups that go on here at East Brainerd. Because we feel this is a great way as a community for us to grow in our discipleship. And so here's what you're going to need to do. We want you to check if you'd like to participate or lead one of these different types of groups that we have. Put your name, contact information, and, and Miss Gilly Wiseman will, will get one of the leaders of these groups uh, in touch with you in the coming days. And maybe you, you say, you know what, I, I've been thinking about starting my own group, and I, this is something that's been on my heart and been on my mind. Go ahead and write that on there. Write what you would like to, to start and, and, and which one of our groups you think it might fall under. Because we want you to be a part, because this is something that we think aids in our discipleship. It's discipleship through relationships. We can't just get to know each other looking at the back of people's heads. We can't just get to know each other looking at the back of individuals' heads in Bible classes, but it's when we have that face-to-face -face contact, when we're participating in like events, when we're sharing Sundays. I mean, that is when we truly start to, we truly start to bond. Because let me st tell you something. These kids aren't going to remember anything that I've said today. But I bet they're going to remember the day they got to have a Sunday in church. They will. And that's why we're going to wrap up the things that we're doing here in just a few minutes. Because guess what? I see your mouth watering. We've got Sunday stations set up outside. We do. There are Sunday stations that are set up outside, and so as you leave this room this morning, you're going to have the opportunity to make your own Sunday, and you're going to have an opportunity to share in community with others who are here. And we want you to build it up high. We want you to, to slather it on. I mean, this is your opportunity. This is, this is your Sunday. And here's why we're doing this. Again, back to our text. 
Second Peter chapter 1. It's all about the grand event. You say, what is it? He says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, more ice cream, increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that word there that's used for knowledge, it doesn't just mean that you know about him. It's a word that means that you actually experience him. It's knowledge gained by experience. And that's what we want because we want to be like Jesus. That's why we're disciples in the first place. We want to be like Jesus. And we don't want to have anything slow us down in our pursuit of that transformation. And so as you look at your text and it says, make every effort to add to your faith, please understand that in the original language, when it says add to, that's like in our verbiage, you would put a a bold, you would underline it, you'd put an exclamation mark to it. And it is something that actually, it's an actual command to the reader. It's a, a pull to the reader saying, this is what you are to be doing. What do kids love to do? Make Sundays, right? What should disciples love to do? Add to their faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. And on and on it goes. And here's why it's the grand event. The wording that's used there as you are adding on, just like these guys right here are adding on all kinds of toppings, somebody took all of the chocolate chips. They're all gone. The wording that's used there is you are adding to and piling on top of. It's a word that originally was used to talk about the person who was responsible for making sure that a great choral event took place. It was the person that made sure that everything was prepared. It was the person that was the benefactor. It was the person that made sure the money was there. It was the person that made sure the great choral event went off with no problems. That is you and that is me. In that we are told, listen, there's this grand event that's coming. There's this grand event, and that is you being turned to the image of Jesus Christ. And you are active in this, and it's going to be up to you to begin adding to your faith different virtues that God is going to use to transform you. Because the grand event is God's great expectation for your life. It's God's great expectation that you would be like His Son. And so I want to encourage you to come back each week Each week now for the next seven at least as we talk about these different virtues that when added to our life, just like adding the toppings to the Sunday, helps helps make a grand event take place. Corbin, are you in third, fourth, or fifth grade? You're just resupplying them? Uh Uh-huh. They look like they need more spoons. That's okay. They'll, They'll make do, buddy. I promise. Here's the thing, guys. When people see you following after Jesus Christ and living the grand event, 
They're going to want to be a part of it. They're going to want to come running down the aisles to have what it is that you have. So what about it? You ready to go get your own Sunday? We're going to sing and encourage one another, and we're going to encourage each other to live a life of discipleship that truly brings us into a knowledge of Jesus Christ, where we experience him on a deeper level. We have been given everything we need for a godly life. God says, I've given it to you. It's here. Now it's time for us to act upon it. I pray that we will as we go throughout this series and as we live our lives each and every day. Looks good, doesn't it? The grand event is even better. Let's stand and praise God together.